following is a vintage broadcasting publication presented by Frank Goss. The following podcast is entitled Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Children. This series is concentrated on the state of public education in the United States of America. One of the most important things that we need to know are the names of people that have been involved in our educational system here in the United States. We need to know who they are and what they thought, what they believed, and what they taught. And in understanding these things, we'll begin to understand the depth of their influence upon your child. For decades now, American schools corrupted by cultural Marxism have been eroding the moral fiber and the judgment skills of our school children. Unless sensible parents and teachers put a stop to the indoctrination, today's free speech crippling political correctness, tolerance of immorality, and the lack of knowledge of our country's birth will continue to grow until America simply is no more. To stop the indoctrination, parents and teachers have to understand how cultural Marxism came to permeate school curricula. In the 1920s and 1930s, there was a guy, an Italian Marxist named Antonio Gramsci. And his argument was that traditional values must be obliterated in order to free oppressed social groups. And he called for the eliminating of social decorum and glorifying perverse behavior in order to destroy the Western middle class and collapse society from within. If you can tear down everything they stand for, then they have nothing to stand for. You can start rebuilding. The plan to prescribe the commandeering of news, the entertainment media, religious and financial institutions, organized labor, health care, and education. Gramsci's cultural Marxism began to reach throughout society when Frankfurt University's Institute for Marxism in Frankfurt, Germany, which was renamed the Institute for Social Research and informally called the Frankfurt School. They fled Germany when it was guided by Adolf Hitler, and they took up temporary residence at Columbia University in 1933. And then... During World War II, they began using Gramsci-derived critical theory to deconstruct American society. These were the guests we invited to come in. German-born philosopher and writer, a guy named Herbert Marcuse, and other Marxists carried cultural Marxism way beyond Colombia. And progressives adopted the disease as a weapon for change to be deployed within the educational system. Progressives, keep that name in mind. The Frankfurt School specialty was political correctness. The goal was to control social discourse on culture, politics, and economics, and to silence any debate over middle-class moral decay. And if you notice, today, the focus is generally politically on financial needs and cares and politics, but not on religion or moral decay. A critical tactic dictated by political correctness demonizes people who question progressive wisdom and that is where we're at today. It's very well illustrated by the Democrats of our day and the media, which called the Tea Party racist and extremist for wanting to shrink the size of government. The same kind of one-sided law control renders school children captive to left-wing agendas. And how does it do that? Peer control. Your peers will make fun of you. They'll mock you. They won't let you into the in crowd. You won't get the positions in the school. You won't make the grades. The teachers will set you aside. In the mid-1950s, Herbert Marcuse drove political correctness to a new depth, proclaiming it unacceptable to criticize any manner of sexual behavior. 
Marcuse's Eros and Civilization urged people to engage in perversions to soften the sting of capitalism's alleged enslavement. It was to be the individual's way of rebellion. The new and improved political correctness became a darling of progressive education in schools. It rounded out the arsenal aimed at mainstream America, middle-class public schools, and it ushered in early childhood sex education that facilitates premature and unhealthy sexual experimentation, unwanted pregnancy in our daughters. Since the 1960s, Antonio Gramsci's ghost has been creeping throughout education on the backs of a rabid academic herd. A list of ideological progeny reads like a who's who of collectivist ideologies. Pentagon bomber William Ayers, anti-homework and anti-competition preacher Alfie Cohn, American hater Noam Chomsky, communist Van Jones, to whom Jeff Bezos recently gave a $100 million reward for his work. Then you have another one, a Bible thumper progressive named George Lakoff. These are just a few of the names that are involved. Education, social studies, and literature curricula burst with gibberish on social, environmental, and climate justice, as well as multiculturalism, diversity, moral relativism, and moral equivalence. They all derived in some way from cultural Marxism. This is why if you trace education and the change and corruption in education, eventually it will lead you back to Antonio Gramsci. Though cultural Marxism has been gaining momentum in education for the past 40 years, the freedom-loving, self-reliant character of the reawakened American soul can stop all this stuff. It's been so camouflaged and it's been hidden, the use of Gramsci's brainchild that most education schools and doctrinees the K-12 through teachers, have never really weighed the consequences of conditioning students to reject a moral and prosperous America. It's taught with a, a, an air of arrogance. They're hoping that the children will see what the rest of Americans cannot see. Why? Because they weren't educated under the tutelage of these teachers. Well, education is home to a disproportionate number of anti-Catholic and often anti-American progressives eager to change the world. The majority of teachers are traditionalists, unconsciously following the herd. Loud and informed parents can sound the necessary wake-up call. And presently, we're seeing them raise their voices in Loudoun County, Virginia. And we're seeing also the government react where our attorney general has issued an order to the FBI to monitor the parents who want to speak up. Parents have long known that something's wrong, but they've accepted the deterioration of a child's morality and his ability to exercise common sense for the sake of tolerance that progressive educators really demand. They demand it of the parents and of the students. We must be tolerant. The self-censorship inherent in political correctness has silenced parents for fear of being branded racist, mean, overly judgmental, intolerant, or, God forbid, conservative. Meanwhile, the accountability-killing approaches of John Dewey, Gramsci, Ayers, Cohen, and other leftist zealots have subverted school curricula and programmed collectivist robots to fill positions of influencing government in society, business, and education. But traditional teachers who understand the treachery in setting children adrift in failed utopian constructs are growing restless. Teachers are getting upset. One teacher tells of a school principal seeking not traditional teachers, but facilitators that would let the students decide on what they want to learn, when they want to learn, and then how they want to learn. 
Another teacher describes in-service days during which consultants preach the need to eliminate deadlines, promote collectivism, allow cheating as a cooperative learning, and to use progressive teaching methods. According to the teacher, frustration over the incessant nonsense runs so high that if there were no fear of retribution, many teachers would let their outrage fly. But there's something else besides simply cognitive dissonance that removes progressive educators to promote cultural Marxism. What motivates someone to knowingly push collectivist approaches that causes guaranteed economic devastation and misery? What, what motivates an individual to do that? In truth, the progressive psyche houses the unbridled arrogance required to believe that students indoctrinated by progressive teachers will be the first kids in the history of the world to march forth and tease beautiful miracles from ugly theory. In the final analysis, though progressive educators cling to cultural Marxism, and they do, do not be deceived into thinking they do not, they do. Gramsci's middle-class slayer. Most teachers won't believe it that Western society is bad. America is worse, and capitalism is horrible. Gather your wits about you. Hold the teachers of your children, the ones that fill your students with contempt for the Western middle class, hold them accountable. The professors harbor nothing but contempt for you. They do not like you. You get into the way. You get into the middle of the, the soup and you ruin everything. They have their ideas and their agenda. Abandon your silence and support the teachers who want to abandon fear in order to join you in bringing a close to the darkest decades ever found in American education. People truly need to understand the influence of Antonio Gramsci upon education in America. They need to see that truly this guy is a linchpin in the idea of education. And of course, John Dewey followed right in his footsteps. We need to stop this stuff. We need to stand together and speak up with the United Voice while we can. The day is coming when we'll be told to be quiet and sit in the corner and not say a word. If we don't speak up now, who will and when will they do it? Hopefully we're looking into these things with an eye of understanding and with uh, a hope to encourage you to seek the truth and to find out exactly what is happening in American education. Once you discover these things, you may be surprised and disheartened, but you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. We do appreciate your participation in listening to our broadcast. We hope that it benefits you in some way and that you'll continue listening in the days to come. 